0: Happy Wednesday, Unwoke Nation, and we want to welcome you to Episode 5 of The Unwoke Show, where free speech is welcome, all subjects are on the table, and your boys get raw and uncut every week for your enjoyment, baby. Hey, I'm your ho- your co-host, Rich, along with my friend... And Buddy right here. So, Big Tim. How you doing, Tim? Good. you rich. Doing great, man. Doing great. So, guys, we're, thank you for being a part of the show once again and hearing us every single week on Wednesday. Remember, guys, you can always reach out to us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you uh, at our email. we at feedback. So feedback uh, at feedback at... Uh, unwoke the show once again that's feedback at unwoke the show definitely love to hear from you guys where maybe there's some topics you guys want us to cover we definitely want to be able to make sure we are entertaining you with our topics and making sure that you know we're keeping everybody uh, up to date with a lot of stuff that's going on so but it's been pretty good but you know some guys that we're actually really happy right now because today as i mentioned before it is episode five we've been learning a lot about uh about podcasting on one thing that's really good is that apparently from what tim has has done his research you know he's our dexter over here with a great research and also that Uh apparently it's like, you know, going to episode five is a milestone. So we are definitely very proud of that. And proud of you guys are so, definitely tuning in each and every week on Wednesday. So uh, so guys, we have a really good topic for today. And also I'm going to let Tim break us out for this one. So Tim, what's the topic for today?
1: Today we are going to cover mass shootings. Oh, wow. Yeah. And everything <laughs> associated with that. So I thought I would start us off with um, the definition of what's considered a mass shooting and according to the fbi it's defined as three or more killings in a single incident
0: Mm. okay i
1: didn't know there was actually a definition behind it well it's you know you want to lump i guess as many people into it or is you want, or they needed to come up with a definition
0: or something? I don't know. Uh, Isn't it because like it's some definition that says like a group of three is considered a cr- uh, uh, three is considered a crowd? Uh, it could be four as a party, heck, or something
1: like that. I, yeah, I don't, yeah, not really sure. Yeah, um, but so you know, that's the definition of what's considered a mass shooting. So, what I wanted to do is I went back, did a little research, and really started looking at when. I would say mass shootings started arriving on the scene. Um, you know, I think any any shooting that involves a gun is going to grab attention, whether it's your local loot, local or national news, right? I mean, right. it's just, um, oh, somebody used a gun, oh, we got to report on it, beat it down your throat, right? Mm-hmm. So starting off uh, in 2019, there were 415 mass shootings in the U.S., Wow. In 2020, there were 610 mass shootings in the US. Wow. 2021, 690 mass shootings. Almost seven. Wow. And 2022, there were 647 mass shootings in the US. So,
0: on average, where are you looking at about 300 and something on average? That would be on average. Right. Wow, I I was not aware of that many going on. Well, for 2023, we're I
1: I think we're well on our way of surpassing. Mm -hmm. I would say that six ninety number. Not that we should be. That's not something to celebrate, obviously. But just purely from a statistical standpoint, right, Mm -hmm. of where things are going or or trending. you know what they all have in common? Hmm. And it's not what you're going to think. What? Um, I would imagine most of our listeners are going to say, well, mass shooting, it's going to involve guns. Right? No,
0: it's actually people. Okay. That makes total sense. I mean, because... I mean, uh, for a... Gun to work, you have to pull the trigger, right? Exactly,
1: and I'm sure our audience out there would be, like, you know, instantly thinking, "Well, the common common denominator would be, you know, a firearm, um, a handgun, an assault rifle, mm-hmm. right?" That's that has been a major um, sticking point today, where the federal government has been really looking in. To figure out how can we, you know, how can we get an assault weapons ban passed? And then, if you've been paying attention to uh, the news lately, what's going on in Washington State, mm-hmm. where they have they are going to pass a law, and it will be signed into law, that anything that could go into the production, essentially, of an assault-style firearm would be considered. You know, illegal.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay, I was not aware of that law, but. So
1: you've got California and their thought process, and then Washington State has been paying attention, so they're gonna pick up stuff
0: from California and try to take it one step thir- uh, further. State of Washington, who's got like what them in Oregon have half of their eastern counties were wanting to actually defect.
1: Yeah, pretty because much. Because
0: of all the crap that's going on in Portland and also Seattle. Yep. So I thought
1: uh, for our listeners, um, because there seems to be this misconception that AR stands for assault rifle, which if you do your research, AR actually stands for Armor Light, which is a firearms manufacturer. Mm-hmm. So I thought I would go ahead and clarify for our listeners what the real definition of an assault style rifle is. And so an assault rifle is a military firearm that is chambered for ammunition of reduced size or propellant charge and that has the capacity to switch between semi-automatic and fully automatic fire. So us being normal, everyday firearms enthusiasts that are out there and, and if you're a firearm enthusiast you know great If you know anything about um, firearm law or firearms that are sold to the general public you will know that the general public can't walk into into a Cabela's or any other firearms um, retail outlet, and buy an an assault rifle. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can only purchase semi-automatic, hmm. which means that every time I pull the trigger, a round is going to go off. Versus full automatic, where I just pull the trigger back and keep it uh, pulled back, and it's just going to spit out round after round after round. Right. Right. Okay. So. Hopefully, we have provided some clarity to our listeners
0: about what an actual assault rifle is and what AR stands for. Right. See, and I and I think that's what the problem is nowadays is that you know we we hear so much in all the news medias that it's so much about like they just say AR 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 words and they just keep using this without really educating. The, the general public of exactly what it is where so you've done a world of difference just trying to explain to people it's like oh well, we all thought that AR means assault rifle no it doesn't and so that's what the media
1: wants you to mm-hmm. to believe and to feed you and and without well if the media said it's ars assault rifle that's what it is right mm-hmm. we're we are we're void of the fact that we actually got to do our own research to what
0: that really means. Oh, my God. You mean actually trying to think for yourself? I know. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Absolutely nuts. Wow. Um,
1: so now that we have clarified what an assault rifle is mm-hmm. and how the general public cannot own an actual Assault rifle. We only get the semi-automatic variant. Right. Um, I want to clear up this second misconception about firearms and mass shootings, and and that is mass shootings are committed by people. Okay. Fine. Firearms don't get up in the morning, hop out of the safe, grab their buddy the magazine, <laughs> trot on over to their owner while he's he or she are having their uh, breakfast and coffee, or if you know if it's a teenager um, having their cereal and saying, uh, "You want to go out and shoot some people today?" What are we doing today? Exactly. And so when these atrocities happen, because mass shootings are just literally horrible events, right? It shouldn't be happening. But everybody and and I feel confident in lumping the majority of the United States in some capacity feel that if we take away a firearm these types of atrocities will stop happening no i don't know in any um in any situation where taking something away ultimately leads to things not happening
0: see and that's what i don't get either it's you know we we have a, a side of the topic that—and I would almost go as far as saying that it's almost like a, sneak, a sneaky way of them looking at this and all saying, oh, we don't want to really take away all your guns like that, when really the agenda truly is that. And as I've said on previous episodes where it's so—this ideology of this, you know, sunshine and unicorn idea— of that if we just take a completely take away all guns, because if I understand correctly, I don't know if you did your research, if you did the research or on it all, but I, apparently, for I understand, I think Canada has now tried to do something similar to that.
1: So well, there's no trying; they're they're doing. They, Justin, okay, all right. Justin Trudeau is doing everything humanly possible, mm-hmm. um, from handguns to assault rifles to shotguns. Shotguns? To bolt action, bolt action rifles as well is trying to eliminate any and all means mm-hmm. of firearms. I mean, you can forget about hunting and stuff. I mean, at that point, but it is trying to enact laws that that'll make it damn nearly impossible. Okay, if, if not impossible.
0: So basically, you have a situation where that's a perfect example. when well, now we have it where if we disarm a nation, we think that that's going to lead to there being less crime or different things like that. Now, for myself, you know, so I'm, I'm from the Midwest. I'm from one of the largest towns we're in in the United States. And there are a lot of situations going on where there have been so many uh, laws tried to put together to eliminate guns and stuff like that. But in fact, in the town where I'm from. It's a situation where we've had homicide rates that are averaging 600. We will get a Saturday that will, on average, have somewhere between 14 to 20 something sh- shootings. And that's on a slow. Oh yeah, it, 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 you're absolutely right. In my in my city, that is that's a slow day. Yeah, and so I mean, it, it's essentially a live action version of Call of Duty. Basically. That's basically what it is. And so you have all these, these politicians where they have this idea like Justin Trudeau and you know uh, some of the other ones that we have here even in the United States and thinking that that's going to be solving a problem which I've mentioned on shows before where it's like the requirement of you being a criminal is for you to break the law. So the mentality of thinking that by quote taking guns away that they're just going to say okay I guess we're just going to stop robbing people well that didn't seem to work in Chicago last night or, I mean or, or uh, back on Saturday I mean because yeah we had what four, two people four people were shot because mm-hmm. the teenagers were coming down and and shooting people like that and all but that sure didn't stop crime when the majority of them didn't have any guns they were still attacking people, beating people up, stepping on people's uh, windshield wipers doing all those different things were so but you're thinking as being one of the cities where that's so pro about trying to get rid of guns, where homicides are still going up, and you still have people doing, young people doing crazy stuff on a weekend. And which, for by the way, for those people who might be uh, in the town now, just name it, just Chicago, that already has recent, um, they already had uh, recent information already showing that they're going to try to do a part two of that in the upcoming week, this upcoming weekend, and dealing with that. It's like. It doesn't make any sense. It wasn't part two
1: trending on uh, Twitter? As yes, well. it was. Yeah, yeah it
0: literally heard. was trending on Twitter. Uh, I think uh, uh, one of the Fox affiliates actually was uh, reporting about it about this afternoon. And, uh, they actually interviewed one of the ladies, uh, one of the mothers of one of the kids that got shot. And that's what it said. They actually found out the story said that where it is trending as of right now that they plan on doing another part two of what they just did in Chicago last week.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't yeah. understand it. I don't know. It's kind of all subject and
0: everything, so but no, it's but just kind of yeah. You know. It's it's
1: it's right along those lines of um, just. I mean, let's just be honest. Just stupid thinking. Yeah. Just flat out stupid thinking. So I was curious to um to see um, what are considered the most deadliest modern mass shootings. Mm. And I really think this whole mass shooting thing really caught fire um, in probably 2017. I, uh, if you remember the Harvest Music Festival in Las Vegas? Yes, I do remember
0: that. Yeah. That was a horrible day. Oh, my we, goodness.
1: Yeah, 60 killed and more than 850 injured. hmm And then... Pulse nightclub in Orlando, Florida. I remember that. It was a. Yeah, I think that it was, was a, a gay, gay club. Yeah, or something. that was a yeah. gay nightclub where forty nine were killed and fifty three oh, were injured. My goodness. Um, another famous one, Virginia Tech. Yeah. Right. There were thirty two killed, and that
0: happened in two thousand seven. And I remember that being on the news because that guy was blowing around campus for an hour. Yeah. It took them almost. It took them over an hour to finally apprehend him. Okay. Um, probably the one that has grabbed the most
1: notoriety is Sandy Hook Elementary. Yeah, right. That oh was in gosh. Newton, Connecticut, and mm-hmm. that was December twenty twelve, where twenty six were killed. Yeah. Um, First Baptist Church. I believe that was Texas. The, yep, uh, uh, Sutherland Springs, Texas, uh, November twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Twenty six killed, twenty injured. And so, I mean, I could go on. Um, Probably another notorious one that gets brought up is the University of Texas Tower in Austin, Texas. That was 1966. Mm -hmm. The guy was up there in the Mm -hmm. tower with a bolt-action rifle, Mm -hmm. and he killed 16 people around campus. Wow. Um, Here's another one um, that caught my eye. Um, Just because I had forgot about it. Um, Columbine High School. Yeah, 1994. Four, I think it was 1999. 19 killed. Yeah, of course. Michael Moore made a movie about it, Bowling for Columbine. Right, right? that's where we heard the term uh, trench
0: coat mafia. Yeah, I remember I was in college at that time and remember seeing that in my dorm. It's like, wow.
1: So, I wanted to put some context around what uh, the term trench coat mafia meant because we all heard it, we weren't really sure what it meant or what it was and stuff like that and so so it was a group of individuals that would wear long black trench coats in the summer um, and so the jocks were making fun of these kids that were wearing these long black coats in the middle of summer when it's warm and so these jo- the football you know the jocks and stuff Started calling them the trench coat mafia. Mhm. Um, so what happened was, is these individuals who were wearing these coats ended up coming together as a group and started calling themselves the the trench coat mafia.
0: I didn't know that. Yeah, and wow.
1: so they took it as a badge of honor in attempts to fight back against popular athletes in jocks and schools. Uh, The Trenchcoat Mafia ridiculed the jocks right back, attempting to stand up against bullies in school, um, which then ultimately um, two students, uh, an Eric Harris and a Dylan Klebold, they were Mm -hmm. fans and members of the Trenchcoat Mafia They planted two homemade propane time bombs in the school's cafeteria, went on a killing spree in the school carrying one High Point 995 carbine rifle, a sawed-off Savage shotgun, a sawed-off double-barrel shotgun, and a Tech 9 semi-automatic pistol. Oh, my goodness. They killed 12 students, one teacher, and interviewed... Injured 24 other students before committing simultaneous uh, suicide. So I thought that was interesting um, because the other thing that is entangled with mass shootings is mental health.
0: Yeah. And I know you mentioned that on the show last time too. Yeah.
1: So, and And what I don't think is happening and it's not being or not happening, but it's not being spoken enough is when mass shootings are reported to um, everyone right on the news. Most of the people that are committing these mass shootings end up either a committing suicide. Mm -hmm. So really, it's a mass shooting, suicide. Or B are killed by the law police. enforcement. So right. recently um, in Tennessee, right? Yeah, I saw that
0: in Nashville. Right.
1: Yep. And so, really, what's happening is you have mass shooting suicides taking place. Mm-hmm. And and for these people that are committing it, I mean, that's the intent. That's their plan. Right. Right. And so ultimately, what's happening is they're not these people that are committing these shootings, it's part attention, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they feel ostracized in some capacity, or um, they're having a mental. You know something is wrong with them mentally mental illness right because we're seeing more and more mm-hmm. uh, of this in fact CNN did an article about uh, mass shootings and the ramifications leading um, the potential leading to uh, mental illness mental suffering for you know these people and you know I, I'm try- I really looked hard to see if there were some commonalities um,
0: and I think another thing, too, that's interesting about this is that it always seems like, you know, they, the people who are causing these mass shootings, they always seem to leave some type of trace. You know, there's always like some manifesto. There's always mm-hmm. some situation that's going on that gives people a little bit of, a, of an inkling of, you know, what's going on. Like in 90, 1999, one of the first questions people were asked when it came to the Columbine shootings was, where are the parents why didn't anybody notice where these kids had these type of intentions? And you know that's such a that's such a hard thing. And it seems like you know in a lot of the cases we've been having lately with these mass shootings, these are the things where that are coming up. Oh, they wrote something on Facebook or they had something on on Reddit or whatever case may be, where they kind of gave a little bit of an inkling that there was something something up and something very very wrong. And
1: yeah, and so but I don't think parents knew. What to look for? I I would argue that today we probably still don't really know what to look for when it's going on, like
0: strange behavior or something like
1: yeah yeah or um, a, a traumatic event. Um, take the uh, incident up at Michigan State University. Yeah, the gentleman um, walked yeah yeah he walked around with a handgun, um, and unfortunately, some students were shot and and died and. It came out later that they think the traumatic event in that individual's life is the fact that his mother had recently passed away. Oh wow! And so, so. in doing my research, um, I found uh, there was an article on Politico. Um, you know, take that for what it's worth if you're not a political Politico fan, right? So, um, and we'll leave the links for you know what we found with this podcast because i think it's important to kind of get context and get an idea of what we're talking about especially on such a uh front and center subject that mass shooting is right now and even probably firearms to that um in that uh, it's just how upfront that is right now Mm -hmm. um so there was a study done by um a Jillian Peterson, an associate professor of criminology at Hamline University, and James Densley, a professor of criminal justice at Metro State University. They decided to look into um, the idea of, are there identifiable common traits or events that had taken place taken place in the particular individual's past Mm -hmm. that would have led them down the road of committing a mass shooting slash suicide. Mm -hmm. And so um, they were looking for uh, meaningful evidence based on understanding of why mass shooters do what they do, right? And this was funded by the National Institute of Justice, which is the research arm of the Department of Justice. Mm, okay. okay. So in this article, um, they identified what they would consider a consistent pathway for – or essentially a pathway that might lead up to you know, what we're talking about right now, okay. right? And some of the commonality seems to center around early childhood trauma seems to be the foundation, whether violence at home, sexual assault, parental – Uh, parental suicides, extreme bullying. And I thought that was interesting because we have been seeing a lot of bullying um, related stories in the news.
0: Yeah, I mean, not only just in schools in person, but also on social media where it's incredible how many situations we've heard about there's been some type of bullying and and, um, going on on social media where it might lead to a kid wanting to bring a gun or something like that it's just such a it's a horrible thing i mean tim and i that's i mean we know we never had to deal with that you know so well
1: we dealt we dealt with bullying
0: well true yeah right but our version
1: of bullying Mm -hmm. um was done face to face yeah right Um, forward see you after school yeah (laughs) i mean that's how it was like you know in the hallways getting each other faces right teacher coming to break it up or or if you had to go down to the principal or what you know or what was going on um but yeah ultimately it was decided by the generally was usually decided by the two individuals after school Mm -hmm. we didn't have any mechanism or tool i.e social media to hide behind right number one and number two uh, the social their social media presence or who they feel they are on social media is a direct reflection of who they are physically
0: mm-hmm.
1: which obviously is an unintended con- consequence of social media, right, right? Um, so what you have is you have these kids who don't know how to discern between, okay, that's just on social media. I'm not gonna I'm not paying any attention to that. That's just bullshit, whatever. Right? Versus, oh, I'm in person, I'm fine. Because what's happening is, if it's on social
0: media, everybody is seeing it. Right. Right? Do, you, th- do you think that probably leads people to be a little bit more... I don't know the word, like, sensitive? Or how... Well, I'm trying to think of the proper word. It's like, because... You know it does it seems like a lot of kids nowadays where you know somebody says to a says online a little girl says oh you know you know Kathy's ears stick out or something like that and it was just like you know the worst thing ever and it's like you know where like I said we grew up and on it's like hey you know Tim I don't like your shoes to wear like that I mean and I, it's just such a it, it's such a different time of worry about how kids are where and it's horrible it's horrible to see what they're going through and what they have to deal with it on a daily basis. Especially, and then on top of that, you were saying previously, you know, that might lead up to some of these mass shootings where you have a kid who's having problems at home and then on top of that, say he's being, he or she is being bullied at school. I mean, that's just a lot to take on for a kid. I mean, that's, uh, wow. Yeah, I mean, say you've got 500 friends on,
1: on Facebook, yeah. on Facebook mm-hmm. rich you're 13 years old, 14 years old. Mm-hmm. You're eighth grade getting ready, going to high school. And think of all the people um, that would see a post say, um, say I'm the one bullying you. Yeah. Right? And I'm calling, You know, I don't what you're, you're nothing. You're short. You're, mm-hmm. you know, whatever description I want to come up with. Mm-hmm. Now you got five. You've got five hundred people that are seeing that. Yeah. And then getting responses like, "No, this is you're rude. This is you don't pay attention. You're not him. Or oh, that's who you are. You're ugly. You're fat. You're, you know, whatever. Ha ha ha." Mm-hmm. Imagine getting bombarded
0: by that. Yeah. And like you said, you know, you're in eighth grade, you're 14 years old or thir- or 13 or more, and just imagine like, you know, you're still in that development time and kind of deal. I mean, that's that's got to be very, very tough, very okay. tough for a kid. So
1: now all of a sudden that's creeping in to am I really that? Mm hmm. Right. Um, then the external factors, right. Potential for. um you know, was there violence in the home? What was the childhood growing up like? Right, right. right. Uh, heaven forbid the, the sexual assault or parental suicides, right? I mean, if, if you're a young kid and you come home and you learn that your mom committed suicide and oh you see, or you come home and you see that. Oh yeah. Right, lying on the floor, whether it's your mom, whether it's your dad, whether it's your brother, sister, mm-hmm. and you see that, you know, uh, imagine the impact that that could have on you. Mm-hmm. Um, linking back to um, the trench coat mafia. Now you're online and you're looking for groups that are where you feel similar to, right? Where all of a sudden you're being ostracized online, or maybe, maybe even going as far as. Now, some people in school that you thought were your friends are not talking to you now because of something that was said about you that was completely false, but they believed it anyway. Right. Right? So now you you start to spiral a little bit. So then you try to find support groups, or not support, you try to find groups online that may fit with you, Mm -hmm. right? Or you identify with, well, what if those... One of those groups talks about, oh, you should get back at them. Do you have something in your house? What can you do to get back at them? What can you, right? That anger of the situation is
0: starting to build up and then...
1: Because you don't know how to deal with, you know what, it's online. I can just log off, done. Yeah. Right. And if people say that, whatever, I. Uh, it's not true. I know that it's not true. Doesn't mean it's not going to hurt, right, in some yeah. capacity. Yeah, it, I, it always, that. I mean, we dealt with that even as, as kids, right? I mean, sure. we're... It, even though it was said to our face and stuff, I mean, we're like, ah, whatever, you know, fuck off, that's not us, that's not me. But you still, in some capacity, maybe go home and kind of question it for a minute. Yeah. Right? Whereas, if it's out there on social media, if it's out on the internet, it's essentially out there forever. Right. Right? So, there's a lack of coping and trying to understand um, how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um so, so now you you feel ostracized. Like I said, you feel ostracized. You feel alone. You don't see any other way options. Or take the uh, take the kid in Michigan whose parents bought him a gun, who he went to school. Yeah. And, um, you know, he committed. Um, or he shot up at the school, right? He took Mm -hmm. his firearm to school and he was texting his parents saying, I need help. And they thought that this kid was, or maybe they thought he was maybe schizophrenic or something else. And his parents were just like, you know what? You just need to toughen up and deal with it. And so now the parents are gonna be potentially (laughs) held responsible. And I think the attorney for Michigan, they were gonna potentially um, file manslaughter charges against the parents, and the parents are like, "No, that you know, that was our son that was doing it." But there's text evidence saying he right.
0: was uh, asking for help, and you did nothing. Nothing, right? And that and that's a horrible situation. I mean, that's one of those rare situations that quite frankly, we don't hear about, we don't hear very much about a kid basically saying, mom, dad, I really need some help. And for you to sit there and say, buck up and kick it in, when this kid has the ability, in this particular case, they bought him a gun, mm-hmm. to really hurt innocent people and take innocent people's lives. You know, so, I mean, I understand why, you know, it seems like the prosecution is gonna take that type of uh, stance. Mm-hmm and saying it's like, hey, you know, this is a legitimate manslaughter case because you could have stopped this and chose not to. Yeah, I I completely agree. Or the supermarket shooting.
1: Buffalo. In Buffalo, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Let's forget bullying for, or put bullying off to the side for a second. What if you are radicalized? Yeah. Right? If you grow up in a uh, white supremacist home, Mm -hmm. right? And all of a sudden, you're being preached to about something called replacement theory. I don't know if you heard this. No, that's a new one right there. OK. Um, also known as the Great Replacement Theory or Great Replacement. Um, it's in the United States and certain other Western countries where, whose populations are mostly white it's essentially a far-right conspiracy theory alleging in one of its versions that left-leaning domestic or international elites on their own initiative or under the direction of jewish co-conspirators are attempting to replace white citizens with non-white i.e black hispanic asian or arab immigrants Yeah. And so it goes on to say that the immigrants increased presence in white countries, Mm -hmm. right, as the theory goes, in combination with their higher birth rates as compared with those of whites. I would say that, you know, we're not producing as much as, Mm -hmm. you know, as we used to. Um, Their higher. So. Well, ultimately, it'll it'll enable those um, other groups, sorry, you know, black, Hispanic, Asian, or Arab, um, to essentially become the minority or become the majority, mm-hmm. and whites become the
0: minority. I have never heard of the replacement theory. That's uh, that's definitely new to me. Well, but I mean, we're wow. talking about the shooting in Buffalo, right? That gives right. us what you know definitely believe white supremacy went there you know shooting i mean he drove for I understand where he drove two hours to this store exactly to cause this heinous crime i mean wow so you know we circle back to childhood trauma
1: right of in some capacity and it doesn't have to be the parents physically assaulting the child right it could be like we said they see a death of some kind and somehow that impacts them greatly right Right. um to parental suicides to extreme bullying now you throw in radicalism Mm -hmm. and it's just a an essential a, a recipe for disaster right at this point and these kids um they don't know how to Cope and manage and deal with these situations. Mm-hmm. Um, let's throw out Louisville, for example, recently at the bank. Yeah, and that was a guy who worked there, right? Yeah, so he was 24 I believe he was a 24-year-old kid. He had interned there for, I believe two years. Mm-hmm. Then he became an employee and then I believe he got let go. Okay. And not sure what's in his history. I don't know that anything has really come out. But let's just say the fact that he got fired was enough of a uh, a traumatic experience. Or he was maybe he wasn't fired. Maybe he was downsized because they had to cut back. You know, it's downsizing is just a, a politer
0: way. What of was saying, the timeline between the time he was fired and the time that the incident happened? I, that I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure. Okay, yeah. but
1: goes into a bank with he had bought he legally had gone through the purchase of an ar-15 rifle and goes into a bank or goes into the bank where he was working he starts shooting wow
0: wow
1: right and to the parents you know this is a 24 year old individual and the mom is just floored that something like this could happen i mean probably couldn't imagine her son would even do such a um, you know, we talked about recluse, for example, mm-hmm. you know, the event that happened in Chicago last 4th of July.
0: Yeah. Actually, give me a Yeah. Give me a reminder. Of Remember
1: that. That, that, so, um, the ah, son yes. uh, that lived with his dad, he was on, it was during the 4th of July parade. He right. was on top of the roof. Yes. You know shooting up the crowd on fourth of july you, you you know you're thinking come mm-hmm. on fourth of july really we can't have a day so then he goes and changes his um uh, wardrobe thinking he's going to get away f- fortunately the cops caught him i think it was like 30 or f- maybe an hour later they caught him but he was dressed in women's clothing and they arrested him and stuff like that but right. the parents said he had been really recluse and in, um, introverted um and really withdrawn in the house right right i mean so it's i don't know if that's bullying if he experienced that but but again you're having these events where again kids just can't cope can't handle can't deal with
0: it um, now that wasn't a mass shooting suicide. That was a, They actually arrested him. Is yeah, that true? Is yeah, that correct. But it, it falls under the category of mass shooting. Yes, I understand that. I was right. just wondering, like, what happened to the suspect himself. So
1: they arrested him, but I never heard. You know if he's getting life in prison or okay. they're going to go ahead and just um let him you know seek the death penalty on him mm-hmm. or anything mm-hmm. like that. So. And then, you know, circling back to the Alabama event that just recently yeah. happened where the shooting was committed by a 16- and 17-year-old. My goodness. So, I, you know, I'm paying close attention to, to see what was going on there. Is it Was it a hate crime of subcapacity? capacity? Was it... This was the one. It was kind of was a birthday party, wasn't yeah, it? Like a family birthday party? Yeah, or? there were about 24... I forget the full number, but I think was it six people injured, but twenty six people were shot, but twenty four or so were injured in some capacity or something.. Right. I'd have to go back and review the article uh-huh. um, to quote full specifics. but again, um, it 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 illustrates my point that you've got young kids who are don't know how to uh, cope mm-hmm. with, you know, again, the the trauma of their childhood in some capacity whatever that is
0: did they ever figure out the reason why the shooting kind of did they ever figure that i mean just what would set off a six-year-old kid you know just at uh, a, yeah. I don't. yeah i mean my goodness yeah man. it's a birthday no but there hasn't been anything any uh, more further details yeah though? and i'd have to go back and check the line to see
1: if anything has been updated right. um so you have these mass shootings, you have these mass shootings slash suicides, as well as you have the federal government and even state and local governments trying to pile on with um, trying to ban firearms, you know, essentially a assault, assault style rifle. Um, I think one other state was even calling um, handguns with more than 10 rounds assault style handguns.
0: That makes no sense at all. I would
1: I I don't
0: disagree. Yeah, I um, mean cuz you're you know for I'm sure a lot of people who are our listeners who are understanding me mean, you you have handguns out there where they can take 12 16 rounds where that as an automatic. I mean that just I, I feel like that's a lot of times these are people coming up with who either have never fired something before or they're just listening to whatever you know anti-gun or uh organizations the were tried to it just doesn't make any sense well I think it's um, I think it's just
1: trying to I think I think it's the media's way of trying to you know tell the same story everybody's like yeah we've heard of assault rifles oh assault handgun that's new so now I want to drive back what's the story about what's an, uh, an assault style handgun mm-hmm. right I mean any handgun that you go to um uh you know to a gun store this day and buy they can hold um six rounds right say right, right uh, a, a revolver, smaller, yeah
0: a so smaller gun yeah, or now you know. all of a sudden
1: you kill three people with a revolver now, yeah
0: I've, is that an assault style revolver now yeah, i mean, mean i have a friend of where i mean she's got a gun with her she keeps in her you know what i mean and it's it's a six rounder and also when and that kind of makes me wonder it goes back to what i was saying before is this mentality of where we keep hearing about, you know, assault rifle, assault rifle, assault rifle all the time and all, but then but now we have this new term that you're saying, like, you know, an assault handgun. How does that make you wonder about the whole major agenda of saying, like, okay, now we have assault rifles, now we got assault handguns, okay, let's just get rid of all of them.
1: Well, if that gets back to America's fascination with the fantasy land theory. Yeah. Um, that if I take something away, these events will stop happening.
0: Yeah, this... mm.
1: I've had this discussion with friends and nobody, um, nobody wants to accept or embrace that in society,
0: there are just people who are going to do bad things. It's it's just the way the world. We live in a broken world. And it's just, you know, bad things happen. And unfortunately, and like I said, I mean, that's not putting down any bad situations. So that's not what we're talking about. But it's like we do realize, you know, bad things happen. But I, I kind of feel, and, you know, definitely comment on this too, Tim, but I feel that because we realize where that guns can do bad things in the wrong people's hands doesn't mean a word so that there might be people out there who will do uh, the right thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you're talking about protecting yourself in the event or um, others or others. Yeah. You I mean, know, I mean, we had a we had a situation. You know, in our in our local uh, in our local town, and uh, I, you know, yeah, somebody came into a mall just so happens to where the person who uh, was able to. Uh, killed a suspect and like that so happened to be somebody who was a, a, a law-abiding citizen who happened to be a gun owner and was like 12, 14 feet away or they ended up taking care you know.
1: Yeah, they. Were, you're talking about the Greenwood Mall shooting. Yeah, the Greenwood where, Mall, yeah. Where the kid came out of the bathroom in the food court and was starting to shoot up and the right. guy was like 30 or 40 feet away across the food court and he right. managed to land um, 80% of his shots and kill the... Right. Guy. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... You only hear about those stories every once right in a great while, mm-hmm. right?
0: Um, and that's just the media being the media. And um, I mean, even like the two guys that were in that one church, and the guy came in uh, with the shotgun, and they one of them I think was like a U.S. marshal or something like that, and he was like five pews back, and... He was able, you know, he was able to uh, was eliminate it, the threat. Was it the him or was it the patch? It was one of them that took out the the guy at the church. I remember the I story. Think, yeah, I think yeah, it was one guy. One guy I think was some type of law enforcement and also, and I think he was about five or six, because uh, I guess the, the suspect entered at the front of the church. Yep. The suspect entered at the front of the church, and I think there was a guy who was on the side where you can go into the pews, and I think he didn't get his gun out fast enough. Mm-hmm. And that guy got shot, but the two guys were who ended up taking out the suspect, one was a law officer, and I forgot the other guy, where they ended up uh, being able to eliminate the threat. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that was basically—that story, in that aspect of the story, was only— talked about or reported by a very small amount of people yeah
1: and it was only real quick right
0: yeah it was, real, it was real
1: quick and then it was
0: gone you know and then people sat there and they looked at it, it's like well why did they have guns in church i'm like okay that was a small church it probably had about 50 people in it mm-hmm. and if a matter of fact i think it was in texas wasn't it mm-hmm. and i think it was, uh, it was uh, like congress i think uh, beto o'rourke or i think made a complaint because saying like well they shouldn't have had guns in and stuff like that where it's like okay I don't care what part of you're part of all, no, but when I hear some stupid comment like that, it's a situation of okay. If those men were not there, prepared, had like that, we, instead of us talking about two people shot, it probably would have been fifty. Yeah. Okay, so I am I applaud and I'm and I have nothing but respect for those people who are there to do to help and do good things. Mm-hmm. You know, so so. Uh, I completely
1: agree, right? But it gets back to this fantasy land theory or notion, yeah. right? Um and then you compound that with law abiding individuals who enjoy the firearms hobby. Yes, right? Um it's no You would consider as one of those people. Yeah, so. I I'm, I enjoy them. I like to go out, I like to go shooting um you know, I do carry, mm-hmm. um, but the, the the government, in its uh, infinite stupidity, um, wants to enact even more regulation. So, but, a, it's a uh, punish the masses for the actions of one. Of one. Or a small group. Yeah. Um, And they're doing that because it's easier for them to demonize an object than it would be to demonize the Individual that um, committed the act and is now either dead or is arrested.
0: Well, I mean, you know, let's look at a situation when uh, when you mention that it's like it's you know they're not demonizing the, the person. We look at back at, to uh, one of the uh, mass shootings you talked about with Sandy Hook. You know, about a year or so later, the issue came up and you know, where they were actually suing Remington you know the company you know that actually i think whether it was made the bullets or the gun or something like that that was used uh by by the mass shooter and they actually ended up making remington because they created or they manufactured the gun they actually made them pay as settlement or whatever was that like coordinate thing 75 million dollars to the family because basically it's a thing of you guys made this gun the shooter used your gun and therefore you should be punished for that instead of saying, OK, an individual did this, like Tim was saying earlier. Where so guns don't get up in the morning and say, hey, it's a you know, it's a nice day. Lord, let's go. You know, let me grab my friend the magazine and call, you know, and cause havoc. And, and so I, I, I was I was floored when I heard that. It's like, wait, Remington had nothing to do with this. You know, so I just, I didn't understand. It's like, why are we not focusing on the people who are truly creating these heinous crimes? I don't understand that. Well, because
1: I I think it's a societal thing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's easy for society to demonize an object than it is a person. Mm -hmm. I think um, society would rather turn these people into martyrs than call a spade a spade. Right. Um, You know, I I think another great example of what you were just referencing is Uvalde, Texas. Yes. Um, The parents of the kids um, that, you know, again, that was a horrible event. Absolutely. Absolutely horrible. Um, A, we're not only are they suing the school board and the school, Mm -hmm. uh, they are suing One of the manufacturers of the AR, and so it's by a company called Daniel Defense. Okay. I don't know if you've uh, if you're familiar with that that brand, but they produce a lot of firearms for the U.S. military, and they're it's about you know their rifles are expensive. You're looking you know potentially two grand for a rifle. Mm -hmm. Um, They're also uh, suing the gun store that sold the rifle to the individual that went into um, the school and of all day and did the shooting. Mm-hmm. And they think that by going after Daniel Defense in the way that they marketed their firearms to individual will, A, help um, prevent future mass shootings. But they also think suing the gun store manufacturer, because it's the, uh, or not the manufacturer, the gun store that sold the firearm, they think that suing the gun store, who is ultimately just a retail outlet, right? Right. Their their job is to buy um, uh, and sell firearms. Right. They are not trained psychologists, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Mental, you know, they're not trained therapists to look for um, maybe there are certain cues, something you can tell that somebody just might be off, right? Maybe they do something. They're
0: not trained to do that. But I would think also, too, Tim, wouldn't it be a situation where if a retail outlet store is trying to sell a gun or so, and I know in certain states where you have it, where it's like you know you have to do some type of a certain background check that maybe take like forty eight hours or so, something like that, which makes sure the person has doesn't have some type of previous record. And my question for this would be, uh, the men, the person who is, uh, who's the gun um, store owner, would that be a possible defense, or do we even know that he, maybe he did? do a a background check and um so he passed a background check and if you go and if you go through some of the
1: examples that i've looked through it's either one or that i've mentioned either one kids have had access to the to their parents gun safes right okay number one or they went to a firearms retail outlet Mm. and bought one and passed the background check right okay um, because background checks, they look at your criminal background. A, have you had um, any felonies um, or anything like that, which will uh, which will disqualify you from purchasing a firearm if you have a felony. Sure. Um, right, but it and but since these kids, their backgrounds for the most part, if not all, are clean. completely clean. Yeah, they're going to pass. But somehow, it's the retail outlet's responsibility. To potentially flag people who may be um, suffering from some sort of mental illness, mm. or um, maybe a—I a, 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 I, hate to say like episode—but maybe they're having
0: something, but it's internal. They're not trained to look at that. Yeah, it's like what you said. I mean, they're not—they're not psychologists, so I mean, they're not going to sit there and notice. Those little thing, they're just going on okay, you know, our state or a federal protocol is to make sure that if Andy's looking for a gun, I have to put all this information in and all and if it turns out he gets the green light or so that's where, you know, where it all goes, where it's like, you know, you can't be a gun owner and a psychologist at the same time. It's like it just you know So yeah, I I I wonder how much this there the uh, the prosecution stand is going to go on but when it comes to the owner, if he's done everything from what I understand, you know, a lot more about guns than I do. But from what I understand, where is that, you know, that's a normal protocol of being able to do a background check before selling something. And then the, at that point, you don't know what's going on in that person's I mean, I I, I don't know. I mean, it's like. It, would you say that's something that we need to improve on or so, but based on what the information that you just given, I find it very hard work to, to say that the owner is the reason why, you know, so when he's done all the protocol things, that's mandatory for uh, gun owners, gun, gun sellers to do. Right. And so, you know, these background checks, they don't look at
1: <laughs> medical history mm-hmm. because medical history... Um, is protected information under the HIPAA Act, right? Right. Um, now there's lawmakers that are, you know, trying to figure out. Um, well, our the background check process needs to be needs to be um, a lot more thorough. It needs to dive into um, a person's mental. Uh, background, right? So now you're getting into medical information, which is also protected, you know. As I said, but um, who's to say? You know, they try to go to talk to the doctor who is the um, psychologist for somebody because they're they go see a psychologist, right? Right. Um, what if that individual? Has been battling depression for years. They they manage it. They have have it under control. You would never know that someone like that has um, maybe been suffering from some sort of depression. Mm-hmm. And you know, would you disqualify that person because mm-hmm. it, so it gets incredibly subjective, incredibly uh, quick. Um, I think the reality is. Part of it starts at home. Yeah. Um, I think a big part of it starts at home um, with parents mm-hmm. and their kids and looking at the behavior. It's being a parent, you know, obviously it's going to be tough because you, you're going to sit here and think, well, this could never happen to my son, right? Yeah. I sometimes talk to my son about this. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. But you never really know what's going on uh, underneath, right? for example. Um, but expand, I don't know that expanding backgrounds to take in someone's previous mental history mm-hmm Is the answer right? Um, I think I. I don't think there is a clear cut answer to this, Uh but I don't believe that turning these people into martyrs, and what I mean by that is, you know, these people that will ultimately, um, if they didn't commit suicide during their mass shooting, they're arrested, right? And so now they're sitting in jail. It's our taxpayer money yeah. being spent to house this person. Um, and then you have the um, education institutions, uh, institutions now want to essentially study this guy
0: and try to figure out what really caused you to do what's a variable where that might that's something that we can possibly prevent in the future exactly Mm -hmm. right so now you're giving validity
1: in some capacity to this person and i'll be honest i wouldn't i i think in some of these instances where mass shootings have taken place it was solely done for attention Mm mm-hmm so you know, and there have been in some of these examples that I noted, there have been statements where, do you see me now? Do you recognize me now? Do you know who I am now? Right. Right. So it's again, it gets back to you know, on a certain level, kids feeling um, isolated, or- isolated, ostracized. You know, we've we've talked about you know bullying as well, um, and that you know that's a common thread. So. There, there is no magic bullet to solve this issue. And some of the critics who may listen to this say, well, you're just saying, well, our society, we just have to live with mass shootings. And my answer to that is it, it's unfortunate that these events happen. You're right. Um, and there isn't anything that's going to stop somebody from doing something if it's well planned out. And, and I'm going to go back to the example of the recent Tennessee school shooting. Right. Right. This person had identified two places he has scratched, uh, or he was a transgender person, I take that back, had, had identified two places, that identified the school that they once went to and then another place and he picked the school because the less likelihood
0: of security. Yeah. So he, he or they. So, they did the recon. Yeah, they did, and so they know, right? Um,
1: and I would love to think that we have the capability. And I believe that we do have the capability, but again, I do believe it starts at home. I don't think more gun laws on top of the gun laws that are out there are the answer. Um, I don't think an assault weapons ban is the answer because that only would prevent new people Mm. from buying Assault weapons. What about the ones whose parents or they already own one? Right. Right. Or people who just mean well. Or they get it through third party means, i.e.
0: the black market, for example. Right. You know, they obtain it illegally. Uh That happens all the time. And I would think with some of these laws and policies they plan on doing, it's like, you know, things that would be sold on the black market would actually go go up more because criminals would want... To, to have those if that's going to be it, if you're going to be trying to put together these anti gun laws or if you if, if that makes sense right so
1: i i think part of it is a, a major emphasis on bullying in schools i think we have to give some authority back to schools yeah right and, um i think teachers have had their authority stripped mm-hmm in some capacity yeah um, I remember getting paddled by uh, a gym teacher for using a square wood when I was a kid in elementary
0: school shit I mean I remember it was what 5th or 6th grade or where so you said something wrong she made us hang over the chair or something yeah like. I mean sit in the corner and I, all the other stuff I've got yeah. my
1: knuckles cracked by a teacher in an elementary school and stuff like that mm-hmm. I mean it, it's schools are not places where kids are sent where it's essentially their babysit. They need to be taught, they need to be uh, educated. and But teachers have to have some power in the classroom. Right. So I think it's a combination of it starts at home.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, kids have to be educated about the power and horrors of social media. Mm-hmm. They need to be taught that their social media presence does not represent their real presence of who they really are. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, we need to get power back to schools and we need better he- mental health support in this country. Yeah. And that is, I, I think if we put more effort, I think if we put the same effort we put into the drunk driving programs that were out there when right. drunk driving was a major problem, what, was yeah. it? what is it, Mad Mothers Against Drunk, drunk driving. driving? Right. We don't want to have programs similar to this where we're trying to prevent future mass shootings. I mean, s- schools have what's called active shooter drills Mm -hmm. but we don't have programs centered around uh, to my knowledge I could be wrong Um, hopefully I'm wrong in Mm -hmm. this instance I'd like to think that programs are being developed to help kids deal with bullying and and traumatic events and stuff but I think part of it is education in the school and I think with mental health being such a hot topic and more and more people are experiencing mental health issues, especially post-COVID.
0: Yes. Um, people not being used to being isolated like that. Right. They and uh, I think it
1: those things will help curb these types of events. They won't stop.
0: Right. And that's just being honest. Um, Unfortunately, but yeah, it's just the truth. It, it, it's not going to stop just like we can't prevent
1: people from um, murder. Yeah. Right? We can't prevent people from robbing stores. We can't prevent people from uh, stealing. We can't prevent kids from running downtown Chicago, um, destroying downtown Chicago. Right. 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 Um same with these mobs that were in uh, California rating retail outlets, just running in, grabbing stuff. Right. And then what was it? C- you had mentioned, we were talking about this earlier, what was it? CVS had closed, or is it, or Walgreens had closed, like how
0: many stores? I, yeah, you- if, if I understand it's like in California, I think they've closed, like, it was like 11 stores, and then even recently in Chicago, where I think they're now about to close, or they're about to close, I think, for Walmarts that are going on just because of the amount of stealing and different violence and stuff and and I think even in California I think they had some mob where try to break into a um the 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 in the inside of a gas and while the guy was there and I guess had bulletproof glass stuff so like that and they broke in just to take all the different stuff and um it is. It's just, it's really, really just sad. It's just to see. But I agree it's like, you know, if you can figure out where these problems are before we get to the mass shootings and doing all those different things where so maybe that would help to prevent a lot of the or at least be able to see you know these things you know before they come to, feel, to figure out you know in, in this particular case you know of a kid having you know a major issue and be able to get him the help that he needs or like you said the situation of the kid saying like to his parents like hey you know what I really need some serious help and you know people being really attentive and also that we won't have to be dealing with the unfortunate situation of this happening and also, and um, so no, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. It's just, it, it's a horrible situation. I think we do need to start putting more of the blame on the shooters themselves and not so much the manufacturers and be able to, you know, like, like I said, I mean it's 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 just been such a, a really rough time in these last couple of weeks, and everything between Nashville and other situations that are going on, and also dealing with guns. Where even the situation we're, t- we're talking about, uh, we were talking about a little earlier, where about the, um, I mean the poor kid that was that ended up was going to go pick up his brother, and um, ended up at the wrong address. Where so, and an eighty-one year old man ends up shooting him, and it's kind of like, uh, wait a minute, it's like you know I bring that up enough because it's, it shows an example of like that. You know, there's certain people out there where it's like. Should you really be having, you know, a gun, and you know, if if, does that, if, if that pertains, you know, what we're talking, but uh, but yeah, I was kind of, it's just those little things where that just gets you really, really concerned and all. But I do agree that it has to be a situation of, you know, we really need to start putting the blame where it should be, and that, you know, I agree. It's like trying to put on these more and more laws and policies were uh, on top of policies that seem like, and I, obviously I can speak for Chicago where so that aren't working because we still get 600 to, um, one time we had 729, I think it was like three years ago, 729 homicides, you know, so, or, or shoot, you know, we have the this was normal. And this is a, this is a city where that has all types of policies and obviously it's not working. Right. You know, so, I mean, I, I, I quite frankly, I think the, the previous, uh, mayor where, I mean, ended up losing because of that, you know, because there was nothing done or about the amount of gun violence, that was going on in city of Chicago. Well, and I think they're just one example of,
1: you know, because the state of Illinois has some of the most restrictive yes. gun laws, mm-hmm. and you see that even with some of the most restrictive gun laws in the country, violence is still happening. Right, exactly. Um, gun violence is still happening. Mm-hmm. Um, theft is still happening. Murders are still happening. Right, and like um, you said, that's not going to end.
0: Unfortunately,
1: no. And and you know we're not going to solve this issue, you know, on this podcast. But we've at least, have, hopefully, are getting people to to wake up and start thinking. Right, a for themselves, and hopefully you're going to, hopefully our listeners will do some of their own, you know, investigative educational work versus just being spoon fed directly from your local news or from the national news. Right. Right. Um, and take the time to really, to really figure out, um, and like I said, we're not going to solve it here. I, there isn't a magic bullet or one specific act that's going to prevent these mm. um you know again these mass shootings slash suicides they're horrible they're absolutely yes horrible schools used to be a safe place now they're not yeah which is terrible malls used to be a safe place now they're uh, maybe not i I, don't, I would like to think that go to a mall um if I need to
0: get a shirt or uh, and just be able to go and do that and not have to worry about, but but you can't anymore. Right, colleges, universities, churches, all yeah. those places you know think are safe places that people can go, and you know now it's it's you know because we have these these fears where it's just it's it's a horrible time. So in that in that matter, so all right on woke nation, we would love to get your thoughts and feedback on this
1: topic, you can reach us at feedback at unwoketheshow.com. Again, that is feedback at unwoketheshow.com. Rich, it was a pleasure as always. And Unwoke Nation, we will catch you guys next week. See you next week, guys.